Your chicken so crispy, sauce so sweet. Del tacos, your tacos make crispy leaves. A crispy chicken taco with honey and mango. Del, you make my heart go bang, bang, bang. Honey, honey, mango. Only one dollar for me to savor. I'm in love with honey mango flavor. Slide into Del Taco for the honey mango crispy chicken taco. Del Taco's newest crispy chicken taco is just one dollar. Price and participation may vary. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope, it's Geico. Ah,、uh, yeah, 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 that's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, giveth thou the berries. For fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. No, it's from Geico, cause they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico, fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. I'm just chilling, you know, relaxing. Yeah, same. It was、um, quite a eventful day for me, though. Like I did my exercise. I have a dog, so we went out like three times this、uh, today. Because it's January in Canada, so it's supposed to be like all blizzardy and snowy, and I'm just、mm. making、um, useful of the good weather. <laughs> I know,、so. like now we're kind of having like kind of like flurries.、Mm-hmm. I know, like for big snow, at least we had like maybe three so far. I know on the weather app they were like, "Oh yeah, you have like one to three inches." So I'm like, "Oh okay, you know, waiting for that." And, <laughs> and it's more snow. Yeah. And usually, like you would think, your dog is tired after going on like three one-hour walks. She's full of hyperness still. She just wants to play. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like we have a dog. She's so small, but when we let her out, she does circles and circles. And the thing is, when it's snowing, she's like, "I'm just gonna stick my nose in." So she's like, "Plooping!" Like, what are you doing?、And、then she <laughs> walks around. It's funny because she's so small. <laughs> Whenever she's walking in the snow, like she's kind of like engulfed by it, just trying to walk. Yeah, dogs are like really interesting too, especially when I'm like walking. My dog sees like the next dog at the next block, and that next dog she sees is just lying down, chilling, just waiting for her to approach. And the owners are just standing there too. I'm like, uh oh, what's gonna happen? This may be good or maybe bad. <laughs> It's funny. I know, especially okay. My dog, she literally does not like to be like even if you're two feet away, she does not like to be alone. Yeah. And it's funny whenever like someone comes over or she sees someone outside, she's a tiny dog and she normally has this high pitched yip and bark. But when there's like an intruder, quote unquote, she has this deep bark, but it sounds like wolf, wolf. Or, like that's not intimidating. What are you doing? <laughs> You're not scaring anyone. <laughs> yeah, and, and their sense of smell is so good too. They just can smell things from a distance. So to me, it's like, can she actually smell the dog that far away? Because when I'm walking, I'm like looking straight ahead, but yet I still don't see the dog from like such a far distance. And she's a smaller、yeah. dog, so she's kind of scared of the big dogs. And I know that there's a dog coming up as soon as she runs behind me. So as soon as he runs behind me, I kind of look ahead to see if there's any dogs. And what do you know? There's like huge dogs up ahead, and I'm like, "How do you see that far? Like, can you smell them?" <laughs> oh, believe me,、um, Hazel, our dog, she 
smells food or like she sees someone near the refrigerator and yeah. it's really funny because she's so short but when she, if she can stretch herself long enough she can have her nose close to the table and it's like this isn't for you <laughs> and also too there was um recently an, a new alert that came out for the city of uh, toronto where coyotes are now coming out because it's um like they go out they're the ones that are eating all the rabbits and all the rodents at this time of year so they're good for the ecosystem. So they're telling people to like, make sure you have your dog on your leash. Uh, don't let your dogs out or your cats out without supervision. Cause like coyote, this is the time where coyotes will come out and like eat your dog or, or your cat. <laughs> so don't, if you're walking through a park late at night, just make sure your dog's on a leash. Do, do you guys have coyotes in uh, West Virginia? Oh, I don't, I mean, in my area, no, but, there's a lot of deer like a lot and in my area people you know hunt deer they have like deer jerky I personally haven't had it but my sister has um that's kind of like the animals that we have um let me think of what else that's like mainly one thing and also a lot of people have like like cows and stuff since it's more of like a farming area like the farther out you go oh that's kind nice of thing. nice you guys, so, I mean, so a lot of people must be, um, own, like, ranch, ranches out there then. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. It's very big. Like, you know, West Virginia, everyone's like, oh, country, you know, yee-yee and uh, <laughs> yee-haw. So, like, that's mainly it. But then there's, like, city places, per se. Yeah. Like, there isn't much of that. So, it just depends, like, for me. It's like the farther south you go, there's more of that. But the farther up you go, it's more city because like, you know, Pittsburgh and all that in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I'm uh, not too far from Pennsylvania. I'm, well, I know Virginia is quite a long way for me, for where I reside. It's like about a 16-hour drive. I've done the drive before and I love it. Like for some reason, I love road trips. What's your favorite road trip that you ever gone on? Oh gosh. Um I know when we went to so we were um driving because the, my parents told my sister and I, "Oh, you're going to Grammys, you know, you know, like any other trips." And we like believed them, but there was like, you know, kind of like um bins of like stuff. We were like, "Eh, you know, mm -hmm. we're going to Grammys for like 2 weeks, you know, that's normal." <laughs> but we stopped at um a restaurant and we were reading all of the funny, you know, um, plates, you know, driver's plates on the walls, and they said North Carolina. Mm -hmm. All of them said North Carolina, but our Grammy wasn't from North Carolina. But we we just thought, oh, it's just from, they just collected those from the states, you know, we're not mm -hmm. in that state. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so we were kind of dumb being like, oh yeah, this isn't, you know, clicking. So we finally got to North Carolina, and we went to, you know, uh, Myrtle Beach and all that, and that was so much fun. I got... <laughs> pretty i'm not big sunburn but you know i got red but that's it was so much fun because we went to the beach and i've also was watching like because we had our ipads well my mom and dad's and we were watching like twilight that's when i was really into my twilight phase team jacob okay if you <laughs> like team edward listen <laughs> i i will die on this hill team jacob is superior <laughs> 
What's the name character of the of the girl? Because I know I had a crush on, on the girl. Yeah, Bella. Bella. I had a crush on her <laughs> over twelve years at yeah, twelve years ago now, roughly. Because I know that movie came out in, back in two thousand and eight, and it was like such a big hit. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, looking back, it's like I mean, my my mom was like really into Team Jasper. She had a shirt. She's like here, and I was like, okay, I guess I'll wear it. But you know, <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> Going into Twilight, I already felt super old because I was <laughs> already like early 20s, 21, tur- going and turning 22. And um, I mean, I felt really old. I went with like a girlfriend, her friends, and I enjoyed it, but I still felt really old in the theater. <laughs> with all these teenagers being like, gosh, yeah. I wish I was Bella. Well, it was like a mix of, the crowd was a mix. It was like, People in their early 30s, late 20s, early 20s, and then you got the teenagers, early teens and late teens. So, I mean, it was a good time, too. And then what, they came out with four sequels after part one. They have three other parts. Okay, we need to talk about, okay, the CGI baby. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. Sometimes uh, special effects can go um, well and some not. Yeah. For instance, if you want to make a CGI baby, make sure it looks, you know, real. You know, it goes through process and someone had to have the green light. Like, yeah, that looks normal. Yeah. (laughs) That's the thing. I don't know where these like head, like the head of the departments in Hollywood, like where do they come up to green light certain things? Because a lot of things <laughs> that I'm watching these days too, it makes me wonder, like, who is the one making these, like, head decisions in Hollywood or in the Netflix department? Like, it boggles my mind. A lot of things that go... Honestly. Yeah, that get greenlit and get created. Like, sir, like for Netflix, they're, they're pumping out so many TV shows, and a lot of these TV shows don't have to be made. Because they're so pointless, I'm finding. I know, and for me, like, I'm really big in the anime. And on Netflix, you know, I watch shows here and there, but Castlevania, I just, mm. I want more. I I always scroll through that one, and I'm always debating to put it on. So is it a binge-worthy Please. television show? Yes. Okay. It's, okay, think of Twilight. Scrap that idea. It's far superior, because... There's accents. Okay. okay. Let, me, let me say this again. Accents. Nice. <laughs> they have it's it's beautiful. The characters are beautiful. The plot. The second season, it's like, what? But you just go with it. Because I uh, it's weird, but also like good weird. I mean it's anime, so like there's what, always like, huh? What's the main summary? <laughs> How, like for season one? And then going into season two, is it driven off the story in season one? Or does each episode have its own storyline? It, like, continues on. So, like, um, the plot continues on the second season, but you get introduced more in, like, kind of like the background and the setting. Okay. Because, yeah, because basically, you know, you know, Castlevania, the, like, video game and all that, it's like... It's kind. Of, I think it's better. Okay, that I'm. I'm probably biased because I'm like Alucard, one of the characters. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah. Like I okay, I always like the characters that are like villainous. I'm like, oh, maybe they're just misunderstood. <laughs> what if they just like have a you know a plot and like they got you know treated bad in their life and no one listened to mm-hmm. them? You know, mm-hmm. I gotta definitely <laughs> check out this show. And I know I saw previews of the game a couple of years ago. I believe what the game is over five years old now. Possibly. I have to look back on that. Like, okay, so the game, is it like, um, is it two-player game, like multiplayer online streaming, or is it based off, like, you have, based on um, stages, or is it like an open world? Uh, If I remember correctly, I think it's stages. There's this, oh gosh, there's this one YouTuber that does, like, cartoons, like everything about like Zelda, and it's so funny. Yeah. Um, Kirby. Oh my! You have to watch it. It's hilarious. <laughs> like for some reason, um, like in one of them, it like shows the game, but it's like really funny and all that. Oh gosh, it's hilarious. And <laughs> Kirby goes, "Poyo, Poyo's like help." <laughs> it's just what? It's really hilarious too because there's like you know weird screaming and all that it's just my kind of humor where it's just like jump cuts of stuff and i'm like huh funny <laughs> and let me see what else recording no th- thankfully oh, for okay, anchor thank yeah God. it saves <laughs> okay i wasn't sure because it's my first time recording on anchor like this and i'm like okay i have to bust up my cuz i wasn't <laughs> sure if i was able to like leave the session so. No, it happens sometimes, but like, thankfully for Anchor, it saves all your audio and all that. Oh, thank God. And then you just put it together. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because when your I was... Life, your life flashed before your eyes. You're like, Yeah, no. I, I know. I was like, no. <laughs> Where I was getting at, Netflix has this new show and it just came out. I, I'm so bad with names recently. Like I watch a show then, or documentary and I don't remember. And uh, it's this documentary based on how Nintendo became huge, how Atari back in the early mid eighties fell apart. And um, did you know that like e-gaming was already happening in the early nineties? Like Nintendo's the one that started e-gaming. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm trying to find the name right now of this documentary. I know I've been like really into like because I'm always fascinated with like animatronics and like mechanical stuff like that. Well, now I've been watching like a lot of videos of like kind of like automatons. So basically, you know the movie okay. uh, Hugo about like yep. Yeah. yeah, basically that. And I've just been like, you know, it was really fascinating because you know back in the day, like in the 1800s, people were like, oh, I want to be sophisticated. So like these clock workers were like, uh-huh. I'm going to flex my skill and make like this automaton and it like mimics human mm-hmm. interaction. So some like juggle, play the harp and like, you know, the fancy people were like, whoa, this is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I managed to find the name. It's mm-hmm. called High Score. So this docuseries traces the history of classic video games featuring insights from the innovators who brought these worlds and characters to life. And the main thing about this documentary, why I love it so much, they actually brought the people who invented like the sound effects for Super Mario, Zelda, and like all the classic Nintendo games. And they also have, they also interviewed like a 
like a guy now who's probably in his late 30s, at the time he was like nine or 10 years old, he won the Nintendo e-gaming um, tournament for being the best player in America. Whoa. He's, he's also in the Netflix documentary, High Score. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do they find these people? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's insane. Like, they show the guy who made the... Also, who made Mario... Um, you know Mario was based in Donkey Kong before it actually became its own independent game? Did you know that? Oh, really? Yeah. Mario started off in Donkey Kong, if you believe it or not. Gosh. I know, like... um, I had, like, the Super Nintendo and all that. Like, my dad had it. And he was like, yeah, we're mm-hmm. going to play and all that. I remember there was, like, this game, okay... This probably doesn't make sense, but it was like these pandas, and you had to jump and all that. We were playing, you know, my uh, parents' room, my sister and I, and for some reason, I think like <laughs> something caught on fire or like it was like heating up, so we had to like place it outside. But like it's in my sister's room now, like the consoles and all that, and yeah. um, like the oh gosh, like Mario Kart, like but it was like it's like pixels and. I hate it because, like, I always, like, ram into the like, <laughs> the bricks. I'm like, why isn't it turning? It's not turning fast enough. Well, one of our, one of our major attractions here in uh, Niagara Falls, Canada, they actually did make a Mario, a, like, a live Mario Kart track in, for the summertime. So I, I want to test that out this summer. But playing that game, it, it's so addicting. Even, like, yeah. 30 years later for me playing it. It is so addicting still. And I play. have you played the Switch, Nintendo Switch? Oh, Super Smash Bros. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's my thing. I, I play it, like, so often, you know? Like, um, one of my classmates, you know, he brought his Super Nintendo in. Well, not Super. His Nintendo Switch. And we played on it. It's so much fun. But also with um Mario and all that. I think it's in Japan. They're making, like, a Mario World. Like a and- brand new one? It's like um, they have like different attractions and stuff in okay. it. I watched a video about it. Like it's really cool because like you can kind of see like the Yoshi's circling around, like in the coins mm. spinning. Japan, has, like they bring everything above and beyond with like oh the yeah, world and all that. I want to go to Japan so badly. It's totally a different world. It's like you're on another planet, either Mars, Pluto, or Jupiter. yeah that's what i've heard about japan and they do everything over the top from watching these documentaries and just watching videos on youtube like everything they do is over the top and just can't compare what they do to the things that we get here in north america you guys in america they'll get really cool things because that's where nintendo had their like worldwide tournament Mm-hmm. Nintendo, when Japan was uh, marketing Nintendo here in the, in the States between 88 and 90. That was really cool. I wish I was all already old enough to attend those those tournaments because they looked awesome. I don't, I'm, I don't think, I mean, in my area at least for like video games and all that, um, I think like the only game, quote unquote, that I was like, you know, brought like introduced to was like my parents blackberry 
It's a new year, and with T-Mobile, it's not about how far apart we are. It's about how close we can be. So we're bringing out our best deal. Right now, get the iPhone 12 on us on every single plan with eligible iPhone trade-in. So I can FaceTime with my sister in Savannah. That's right. The iPhone 12 on us on every plan. All on America's 5G leader in coverage. T-Mobile. With 24 monthly bill credits and a new line, plus tax. If you cancel credit, stop and balance on required finance agreement may be due. Contact us for well-qualified buyers. Qualifying consumer plan required. See coverage and offer details at T-Mobile.com. He's in Brick Breaker on his <laughs> games. That was like... My well, like, whoa, this is cool. Well, before this, all this pandemic thing happened, like, I would see a lot of pop ups happening, a lot of gaming pop ups, but they would turn the gaming pop ups from like a video game or even from like a movie into like a real life live action participation type of um, thing. So basically, they would turn like a world, have a pop up, but it would It'd be like you're in the world of that video game or in the world of that movie. Ooh. Yeah. The, Toronto gets a lot of pop-ups like that where instead of like you're actually being the one being put into the live action of the video game because they created like this whole um, scene just like the video game. So it's like you're in the game, but you have to do different um, things. Like it's like those... Um, what are those places called where you go and it's like a, you got to like um, search. It's like a jail thing. Oh, I forgot. What what are those things called? <laughs> a jail thing. I'm thinking Monopoly, but <laughs> probably wrong. <laughs> and it's, it's like um, we have. It's, it's like a maze type of maze thing. There's a uh, I forgot the name of it. I don't, I'm not too sure of it. Well, I know for me, like, my video game that I was really into, but I had to drop it because, like, it's easier to play on, like, yeah. the PC is Genshin Impact. And the art style is so beautiful. It's amazing. And, like, I was, like, um, like level 30-something. But, like, the higher mm-hmm. up of a level you are the harder it is to level up because like they're like oh you know you're like level 35 we're gonna make the monsters 40 to 45 yeah yeah it's like crazy that's one game i've been playing but also like once i get a pc i really i want to play like i want to play final fantasy oh yeah that's huge final fantasy is huge it's been around forever that game Mm-hmm. What's your favorite, um, like Final Fantasy? I know there's like ten of them. Okay, or even I like more. I like Cloud. <laughs> He's my favorite character. And oh, what's his name? He just got introduced to like uh, Super Smash Bros. Oh, he has like long hair. It's like white, whitish gray. Oh, it starts with an S, I think. I'm picturing him, but I can't think of his name. I'm so bad with names. <laughs> Same it's here. Like, oh, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, he's like uh, blonde hair, and like, okay, who? <laughs> you gotta give us more specific. <laughs> I'm so trying to find that. There's, you, oh, I can't. I don't remember it. I have to move on. It's gonna bother me for the rest of the night if I keep thinking about it. <laughs> well, like for me, I wasn't like really escape room. Sorry, escape room. Oh yeah, yes, that's wait, what I was looking for. 
So in Toronto, they do the pop-ups and they create them as escape rooms too. That's what they do. And I was thinking of it as like a maze. Listen, I have a story about an escape room, right? The first ever escape room I went to, right? So what you do is they put like, they get your group, but they split you into like two rooms, but you could see each other and you're supposed to unlock the doors so you guys can meet up and like start on the escape. Well, we solved like the puzzle to like open the lock to get the key to get out of the room, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but the lock wouldn't open. (laughs) We were like, okay, is there like another clue, like another code? We tried it and we're like, okay, let's go back to it. And a lady had to like go in and be like, oh, whoops. So they like unlocked it for us. So we we're like, okay. So we continued on. And we were like nearing the end, but we thought there was like more to it. So we were like, okay, we need to open this door quickly. And we had like 10 minutes left. And we thought like, oh, we're not going to make it. Meanwhile, our like parents um, did like kind of like a harder one, but they lost. <laughs> but they won. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> yeah, it was really fun. And like, it was like a, the theme was you were in a recording studio and all that. So I was looking at the CDs and like yeah. um, the, the record players. And I was like, oh, it's Gwen, De- um, Gwen Stefani. Hey, <laughs> I recognize that album. Oh, nice. Yeah, I really want a record player. I actually have like, um, I remember there was like a, like a convention I went to and they had like a lot of like discs and stuff and I really wanted to collect all of it but I was like I don't I don't even have a record player <laughs> why am I trying to collect them yeah so, record I wonder how they went yeah record <laughs> players and like record players turntables for vinyl are becoming a huge thing again and a lot of artists oh, yeah. too what they do is they come out with vinyls as like a special a special package for their albums and then they turn them to vinyls now too, and then you can just order them off the website because they're becoming popular once again. Mm-hmm. And I know, like for me, I my just I have a whole assortment of songs that I listen to and styles. Per yes. Se. Like over the years, like sometimes I want to listen to some, um, you know, modern music, but also like, hey, classical also, you know, goes pretty hard. Like Beethoven, he's bumping, right? Like. <laughs> those pieces yeah like that type of music classical is really good for when you're studying or actually reading something like when you're trying to like memorize something classical music i've read about that it's really good to have on in the background i know like um the i only have one classical song that i have on repeat which is swan link okay like the trumpets okay, okay. i'm like wow this is like it goes by like yeah like it was one time at like dollar store like getting tea or something and it was like playing in my airpods and like all right this is awesome (laughs) and like i have like so many i've i've evolved my music taste because back in the day i think like the only um artist that has stuck with me like her music's uh, like still good and is like i still like is lady gaga (laughs) on my mp3 player i had all her songs but then the barbie song for some reason but all the other songs was lady gaga herself and then back in my my poor middle school days i was really into i found 21 pilots and i was really into them and now i'm into mother mother so we've taken a lot of you know hits and also the happy fits 
I really like Electric Swing for some reason and like that kind of style. I have to check that out. There's so many new artists now that pop up every single day with Spotify, especially. And it's just so hard to keep up with all these new artists. Every time I pop up Spotify, it's like new releases have come out this week. I check them all out. I have no idea who these new artists are because a lot of them too, like the mainstream radio still plays like old school music and they just play like the really most known people out there. Whereas Spotify, they come out with a lot of independent artists too. So I'm getting in the groove of knowing who all these artists are now because there's just so many of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping once this pandemic is over, I would love to go to a concert of some sort. Yeah, you, you do. Know, back in my mom's day in the 80s and you 90s, do. you know, yeah, it, <laughs> I, want, I want to have that experience. That's the thing about concerts. You meet so many cool people and like the, like the bands and put on such a great show. And, and again, being at a live event, you never know how your day is going to go. It could, and it could be a day where you'll never forget about it ever in your life again. So it's really cool experiences. I love live events. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's really awesome. Like seeing it live, and especially if it's like right in front of you. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm in the same room as this person. Well, probably your ears will be ringing for like a good week if you if you get like front row tickets. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I would suggest maybe buying like earplugs, but if you don't need to, just be prepared for your ears to be ringing for like the next week. Oh yeah, like um, back in my mom's day, in the like she was like growing up in the eighties and nineties, so she saw like she saw MC Hammer. She's she's really into Dave Matthews Band, so she saw them multiple times. Like we were going through our like back room. So many Dave Matthews albums, like so many, and I'm like, what? Yeah, they <laughs> were huge when I was growing up. Huge in the '90s too. Massive Dave Matthews band. Mm-hmm. Even um, when Bon Jovi comes to Toronto, Canada, literally tickets are sold out for Bon Jovi in like less than five minutes. That's crazy. Yeah. Bon Jovi has a massive following. He's from, like, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to see. Yeah, his band is from Bon Jovi. is an American rock band formed in 1983 from New Jersey. That's how long they've been going for. <laughs> <laughs> and they still sell out in, like, five minutes. I mean, music's timeless. Mm-hmm. Like, um, listening, like, you know, from my music you know when i listen to like electric swing and all that like music back in the days it's really weird to listen to like music from like you know there's songs from like the 1940s 1950s and there's also you know classical from like years back but i think because we're still getting it heard because there's so many renditions of it and you know um kind of have like resurfacing and all that so that's really cool yeah i'm trying to pull up electric swing right now in the background here are they is it more instrumental or do they have like a lead singer Oh, okay. So the Happy Fits, they kind of have that theme, but this one YouTuber, right? Um, they're called uh, Funky Panda. They have um, like Swing Fever. It's a playlist. It's kind of like Spring Fever. And they have um, a couple of like their Electric Swing remix songs. Okay. And that's what I listen okay. to. Okay. Yeah. They're, well, 
Cause like I'm I'm too like getting older too, so I'm really picky with my music these days. And like for instance, if it's hip hop, I'm looking for more lyrics that are actually meaningful to me. So the one artist that I've jumped onto, well, a friend recommended it to me is Logic. I don't know if you ever heard of Logic. Yes, of course I heard yeah, of Logic. I really like yes. him because I can like relate to him and the things that he raps about too is like for my age group. So it's like. It's pretty decent, his music. Back in your yeah. day, you're like, this resonates with me. <laughs> I feel old. <laughs> I'm really not old, but I feel old. <laughs> I know. It's so weird cool, and awesome, too. Like, some podcasters, it's like, you can, you meet so many cool people. And especially, like, some of them are, like, younger than you or older than you. Especially yeah. um, after League podcast. Um he does like fantasy football okay. stuff. Okay. Like he he was like, oh yeah, I've been married for like eighteen years. And I'm like, that's how old I am. He's like, stop it. That's so weird. <laughs> hey, that's a th- great thing about podcasting, though. Like, as I can have a great conversation as long like if you're fifteen years older than me, or f- like ten to fifteen years younger than me, it's all it's all good. I know, and, like, I always, I remember, like, I was reading something, it's, like, the 90s happened 30 years ago now, I'm, like, that's, that's yeah, weird. Yeah, 1990 <laughs> was, like, what, 30, yeah, 30 years ago, 31 years ago, it's crazy, 1999 was 21 years ago, the amount of things that happened from, in the 90s, and how things even evolved, it's insane, like, you had rock exploded in the 90s, too. Um, like grunge rock, alternative rock, heavy metal. Heavy metal was always there, but like, I don't know, something different in the 90s um, really peaked. And then you had like the slasher movies evolve to come back in the 90s as well. Oh, yeah. So it was like, a, I don't know, so many things happened in the 90s. So it's insane. Well, like, I think um, the slasher movies, I think, kind of put, like, more of a spotlight on horror movies. Like, Mm me, I like to... Okay, when I watch horror movies, I like to watch... I cannot be alone. (laughs) (laughs) Like, my defense mechanism, whenever there's, like, something scary going on, I like to talk and laugh. So, basically, I'm, like, a horror movie villain as well, Well, you know, laughing and talking. That's the one thing I, like, I do kind of miss in my early days. Like, on a Friday, Saturday night, all my friends gathering to watch, like, a movie that we rented at Blockbuster. And now everyone is just, like, watching a million different things at once because there's just so much content out there. So, really, no one's really on the same page. And everyone has so many different interests now, too. But back then, it was like, yo, did you hear about that movie that just got released at Blockbuster? Every one person would just go rent it, and then everybody would meet up at that person's house to watch it that night. Yeah, That's and crazy. now it's just like, what are you doing this weekend? And everyone just bangs out like a million different things, <laughs> <laughs> or they leave you on red, like, yeah. hey guys, yeah, scene. <laughs> but no, yeah, the 90s, you had like, I know what you did last summer, you had Scream, you had Urban Legend. Um, you had Candyman, you had you still had the Jasons, the Freddies coming out in the in the early mid nineties. Um, so many more, so much more. 
Um, what other slashers came out in the 90s? I know they had the Scream trilogy, I Know What You Did Last Summer trilogy, the Urban Legend 1 and 2. I remember Urban Legend Part 2 Final Cut was like, um, I think Final Cut came in the same, yeah, it came out in the year 2000, and that was the same year it went head to head with Final Destination. Have you seen that one? Uh, yes. Did you watch it alone or did you watch it with your friends? <laughs> I, I, um, there's like this one, uh, YouTuber, he does like kill counts and all that from oh horror movies. So like, I kind of get a rundown of the show if I don't have like the movie with me. So I'm like, oh, okay. That's an interesting way that they died. Okay. And then, and then you had then during all these slasher movies, you came out with, they came out with scary movie. A, com- a comedy movie of about all the scary movies. That was hilarious. <laughs> and, well, I had to try to think because also with horror movies, I, I think for me, I was, okay, because I don't like dolls oh, and all that. Oh my gosh, so do not and... watch Annabelle the Conjuring by yourself, please. I watched The Nun, and that's, like, the closest I've kind of gone. That really No way, like, that nah. was the, for me, like, obviously, for, like, because I'm a lot older, too. That was the least scariest for me. I was watching it the whole time. I'm like, what the hell am I watching? <laughs> well, it's, like, one of the scenes, you know, like, the yeah, cemetery yeah, scene? Yeah. Oh, I I could not do that. I was like, oh no! And I was in the I was like in the back seat, yeah. So I could hear it and the crunching of the oh leaves like above my head. So recommendation: oh. do not watch The Sinister by yourself from 2010, and do not watch Insidious by yourself also from 2010. <laughs> For me, the movie gets even more scarier or scarier when it's based on a true story because it's like this actually yeah, happened. Yeah. I think the I, I believe so. The Conjuring is based off a true story, yeah, yeah, with Annabelle, yeah, like how it was a raggedy mm-hmm. man doll, mm-hmm. yeah. And I love watching those movies in the theaters too because it's the build up to the suspense of the scene, and you could just feel the sound effects just like cringing on your body. As it's building up to the scary part, and you're just like, oh my gosh, what the hell is going to happen? Yeah, and like, um, especially, I was I was into my phase of like horror stuff and cursed things. Yeah. So, especially like, oh, there's this one, like, I think it's the Key Islands. It's like somewhere in Florida. Where there's like this doll, like Robert and all that, and like there's so many cursed objects, and they're like, "Oh yeah, if someone looks at this, that uh, you'll die in ten days." I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, since we're on the topic here, I'm just gonna find, just pull up scariest haunted doll. I actually want to see scariest haunted doll. So not yo chicken so crispy, sauce so sweet, Del tacos, your tacos make crispy. A crispy chicken taco with honey and mango. Tell you make my heart go bang, bang, bang. Honey, honey, mango. Only one dollar for me to savor. I'm in love with honey mango flavor. Slide into Del Taco for the honey mango crispy chicken taco. Del Taco's newest crispy chicken taco is just one dollar. Price and participation may vary. 
With no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, banking with Capital One is like the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Kind of like Taylor Swift choosing what to wear. It's looking kind of chilly out today. I think I'll go with a cardigan. Yep, even easier than that. And with our top-rated app, you can bank anytime, anywhere, making Capital One an even easier decision. That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? New consumer accounts only. Approval required. Terms apply. Capital One and a member FDIC. And scariest haunted dolls you do not want in your home. Let's see what they bring up here. So Annabelle. Yeah, Annabelle's actually a legit um, story. Like, it's real. It's a true story. Mm-hmm. Robert the doll. Yep. Have you heard of that one? I've never heard of that one. Yeah. So basically, um, it's like a scary yeah, it doll, is. right? Yep. And basically, um, this boy had this doll. And like, oh, Robert tells me this. And like, okay, kids. And I've said this before. Kids, when it comes to horror, like, they'll be like, oh, you see my friend everywhere there? And they point to a corner and no one's there. I'm like, no, nah, I'm out. I, I cannot know. It's even creepier when it involves a kid. Yeah. So basically, he was like, oh, yeah, Robert does this. And like, Robert, you know, I think I think Robert, like, scratched people and all that. And they put him in, like, a glass case. And to take pictures and all that, you had to, like, I guess, ask for his permission. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's he's, like, I think 100 years old. Like, he's really old. Yeah, he is. 1904. So you're, like, pretty much bang on with that. Um, as the, So here's, like, a little brief description of Robert the Haunted Doll. As the years went on, Robert's deeds turned darker. The doll is blamed for many misfortunes, including financial collapse, broken bones, and car accidents. Robert remained in the Odo family home in Key West, Florida, through Gene's life, even after his death. The house passed to new owners who kept the living doll for 20 years. Robert now resides in a museum in Key West where brave tourists can visit him. No thank you. I know, I always had a fascination with, like, that kind yeah. of stuff. And, you know, haunted places. Like, I think there's, like, a doll island where there's, like, dolls in the trees and all that. Because, like, there's one guy, who, uh, one guy who's on this island. And, like, these dolls washed up on shore. And he was like, oh, I can just, you know, put, like, these people's souls in them. So he just, you know, hung them up. And there's, like, so many dolls and yeah. all that. Like, Here's one that kind of surprises me, but I kind of thought the same thing when I had um, younger cousins purchasing these things, or like their their um, mother and father buying them. This Elmo. Oh, Elmo! He's I never third had on an the Elmo list. Doll. That is creepy. <laughs> I'm surprised yeah. Furbies aren't on there. Then there's like, this, honestly. here's this story, the haunted gang. Most haunted dollars dumped by their owners when they start behaving badly, but the owners of these eight dolls were reportedly interested in paranormal f- phenomena and bought this collection because they were said to be possessed. Their names, Crystal, Monica, Sharla, True, Isaac, Lily, Cameron, and Ashley. The owners have a camera constantly recording the dolls and other parts of the house. In 2009, one camera appears to have recorded something strange. A ghostly boy appearing at the bottom of a staircase. Whoa. Ooh. Yeah, if it, if, 
if it's like a horror story and all that it involves kids kids they're always creepy because they're like always portrayed as like innocent mm-hmm. and all that like oh it's a kid and i'm not dealing with that i would i would hesitate if there's like if i feel ominous vibes and if okay if there's a like a child in the hallway i'm not gonna be like oh little girl you're lost i'm like no i'm, I'm leaving i'm leaving <laughs> not my style not my forte. <laughs> wow this is crazy and actually in my state there's um you know the trans allegheny lunatic asylum so there's some interesting that's stories what about i wanted that. to do this halloween is do a road trip um like across america and visit the asylums you guys have so many different asylums that are like abandoned, <laughs> abandoned places too. Mm-hmm. Cause like every like Halloween in like October, they do like a haunted tour and they also do like a haunted house. There's like two buildings, the like one where they do the tour, then the one that they do the yeah. haunted yeah. house. And I did the haunted house twice and I did the tour. So did once. you know this? There's uh, abandoned places. Discover four abandoned places in West Virginia. The Alderson Academy, Phillips Spawn Mine, BNO Railroad Station, and Willard Hotel. Abandoned, abandoned lock number 19. Ooh, Washington, West Virginia. Ooh. Let's open this one up. Let's see what they have in their description. Oh, that looks creepy. It's basically like a small house and it's all brick and it's open space. Like it's wide open. There's no doors. The windows are, there's no doors or windows on in this place. See, I would like to do this with someone yeah. because it's like, listen, if I need someone as a shield or like I'm, if I mean, I was a runner, I'm not anymore, but if I need to run, I will run. <laughs> like, I'll wow. book it. Wow. Yeah, so the, basically this place is um, the old lock number 19 facility is a uniquely designed and impressive piece of an infrastructure built in 1916. The long abandoned complex has withstood multiple floods and years of neglect. And it surely looks uh, creepy. I would definitely go there with someone. Or people. <laughs> Yes. yes. Just have a group. Just have like the the Scooby and gang. Just like I'll be. Uh, I feel like I'm a Velma, and I'm just gonna be like my glasses because oh, I have really okay. bad eyesight. So if I like, yeah. Hey, I mean, this might be a so, smart thing, right? I'm like in this creepy thing. Take my contacts off. Hey, if I don't <laughs> see it, it's not there. So you better make sure you don't forget your glasses or your contacts when you go and things before you go. Just to break this down quickly, hiking booths are a must. Stay clear of the cracked chimney. The two brick log houses on the hill overlooking the abandoned powerhouse are privately owned. The cemetery behind the log houses is open to the public. That's pretty neat. Wow. That is crazy. Yeah, I know like for the um, Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum, there's some really fascinating, like, there's, like, a couple of tours. There's, like, three, and the one that I went on was, like, the Bad Boys tour. Like, you know, the um, patients that were in there that were, like, you know, no not way. on their best behavior. Wow. I haven't been on a haunted ghost tour in a really long time. It's, I, I need to um, book myself one, hopefully, for this next Halloween. 
or sometime in the summer. Cause like now looking at this, there's this other one called um, in West Virginia, it's called Blenhurst Island. Blennerhurst Island. Yes. So it's, I'm just going to read a little thing on here too. The family never returned to their once grand home as it burned in 1811. Ooh. In 1992, a, re- a reproduction of the original mansion was completed and opened to the public for tours. Many of the former outbuildings have been rebuilt as well. Oh, wow. I don't know how haunted that would be if they rebuilt it, yeah. but just the land is probably haunted <laughs> on its own. Mm-hmm. Have you ever felt like a ghost or anything? Like when you went on um, this kind of stuff? Well, I did go on a ghost tour a long time ago. University of Toronto here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. It's haunted. It's actually haunted. And um, going on the ghost tour, I did feel like things... I did feel like cold air, hot air, things like kind of passed by me when we were going through like the empty hallways and stuff. But um, going through like doing smaller ghost tours, no, not really. Because I think it was already like such a big group. I didn't really feel the impact of, of like feeling haunted. Yeah, like I wish... Um, if I go on more, I don't know. I felt one ghost presence, like, when I went on, like, the Bad Boys tour, because there was this one, like, there was a story about this one guy, right? He got stabbed by another guy, and he was like, oh, I need to go to the nurse. Yeah, I'm yeah. playing it, like, very modern. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he was, like, crawling to the nurse, you know, being like, hey, I'm wounded. And the nurse was like, oh, okay, let me get you help. And all that. So, as someone was like, you know, um, trying to find things to heal him and all that, he was like holding on to her ankles and be like, please, I need help and all that. And then he eventually bled out and died. Now, I had boots on, but the boots were above my ankle. It had like low socks. So, like, my ankle was, it had like no restriction towards it. I didn't yeah. feel anything different. Until I was walking down the stairs and I felt something like release wow. from my ankles. Wow. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and um, one of my classmates, she uh, said that she saw something because um, the house that she uh, lived in, it was like an inn, a bed and breakfast because there was this mm-hmm. one ghost that they saw from time to time. Where it was, like, um, one of, like, the workers or something. Like, she had, like, on, like, work mm-hmm. clothes and all that, like, back in the day. So, that was yeah, really I just, interesting. Yeah, I just pulled up something here. And then the, There's only 10 yeah. left in stock on the Amazon website. The Big Book of West Virginia Ghost Stories. So, if you're interested in your state for ghost stories, I recommend you purchasing this book. There's only oh. 10 left in stock. Oh, I have uh, one book called The Greenbrier Ghost and Other Strange Stories. Oh, wow. Stories. To check that one out. So, so this, this book here yeah. has more than 100 <laughs> of the best, most thrilling accounts of hauntings from the mountain state from one of the nation's leading experts, including headless ghosts and wandering soldiers in, at Droop Mountain, 
The Weeping Woman Tombstone at Riverview Cemetery in Parksburg. John's Brown's Relentless Spirit in Harper's Fury and Charlestown. Wow. Oh, yeah. Um, and also, you know oh, about Mothman. Mothman right? Yes, I've... Have you seen the Mothman Prophecies? The movie? You need to go watch that. I don't think so, but I I recommend watching it with someone. (laughs) (laughs) I really want to see the Mothman. Where is that located? Where is that located, actually? It's like in. Mothman. I think it's Fairview. Let me just pull it up really quickly here. Mothman statue. Mothman statue, Point Pleasant. West Virginia. Okay. So, yeah. That looks creepy. <laughs> Is that? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm definitely looking. I, I believe I'm looking at the right one right now. So, basically, it is. Yes. Is it oh uh, metal gosh. and shiny? Yeah. I would be haunted for a good week or so after visiting this place. Mm hmm. And, like, um, and those people that see that. Like the Mothman, in, in like I think it's like a couple of days. Something yeah, I'm happens. just reading this quickly right here. It's like most of the world forgot about Mothman except for John Keel, whose 1975 investigative book, The Mothman Prophecies, was itself nearly forgotten until it's reworked as a 20, 2002 Hollywood film. So that's the film that I was referring to. Until that movie came out. I just never thought much more of the Mothman, said Charles Humphreys, a Point Pleasant native who had haunted the creature during its 1960s heyday. Four decades later, Charles had become the executive director of Main Street Point Pleasant. Oh, wow. That is crazy. So if anyone's interested, just Google the Mothman prophecy. And if you don't know what the Mothman statue looks like, it is basically a huge silver statue and it's definitely a creepy creature it's mm-hmm. though i wish i would if i see any signs of the mothman, yeah you should definitely honored. take a trip if you're nearby because this it's massive i'm, I'm trying to open mm-hmm. up this photo no okay it, it basically got set up and they unveiled the Mothman in 2003. Holy. Yeah, I would feel really creepy. Yeah. If I was taking photos beside this. Or even a selfie. <laughs> I wonder if there's any, like, any new sightings. Trying, or, like, yeah, people trying see to see the, uh... Be like, oh, yeah. Mothman became such an icon that in 2020, he was a subject of an online petition calling for the replacement of America's... Okay, yeah, this is like getting political here. The Mothman statue was cited as a prime representation of what is really important in American culture and history. The petition was signed by thousands of people. Okay, yeah, I don't know. That's some political thing going on there. Uh in West Virginia, there's like we, like in my area at least, like I'm always like, uh, you know, I don't really like my state because I'm like not country. But yeah. At the same time, yeah. like, hey, we have cool things. I mean, if you if you take the time to just go on drives or or road trips, I'm sure you can find cool things around your state. I'm pretty sure. Fortunately, Bob built Bob built his stainless steel Mothman to last. It's strong. 
as an Oaks and looks like it was put up yesterday. I don't lie to Bob. He'll be known around the world forever. <laughs> Are there any like, um, like haunted places? Um, I'm going to pull that up right area? now. Cause that's the thing. I wanted to go to like haunted places this Halloween. Toronto haunted places. Let me just pull that up fairly quickly. And uh, haunted places in Ontario. So, come on. Yeah, because I've I've been always been interested in like abandoned attractions or like animatronics and all that. Yeah, a lot of them. That's what I'm really into. Um, closest to me actually, because this is bringing up some far further places where I have no idea about closest closest to me closest to me (laughs) (laughs) closest to me (laughs) because Canada's pretty big it's huge Canada's (laughs) huge Um, okay so here we go now so right near me. Okay, so I'm gonna just do this quickly. Um, the old barber house is beside me, I believe. Yeah. Some paranormal events have taken place here. It's said that a ghost of three year old girl has been seen on the stairs. Apparently died in an epidemic of some kind. She's known as Louise, Louisa, or Martha. Other spirits have also been documented by employees by the details are but the details are unclear at this time. Three spirits are believed to haunt this house. The most prominent being William Barber's three-year-old daughter, Louisa, who died in 1860. It's called the Bar- Williams Barber House and Family. Oh, I drive by that all the time. I know exactly where that place is. Whoa, that's creepy. Yeah, and I don't even know. Yeah, a haunted um, building. This other place... Yeah, because we have this thing called Streetsville, and it's like bars and and like upscale kind of type restaurants. And I always go on that street, and there's a lot of places that I've been to on that street that are actually haunted. And I'm figuring this out right now. <laughs> yeah, the Franklin House. So the Franklin House is like a pub. So Franklin House is one of. Our certified haunted buildings, according to author Terry Boyle, who wrote about this house in his book, Haunted Places in Mississauga. So Mississauga is like a suburb outside of Toronto, but it's a huge suburb. It's about a The population is about a million now. Yeah, they that's I've lived. So Mississauga is the suburb where I've lived in outside of Toronto, like basically my whole life. Um, they held a sentence here once and discovered that the ghost, a young mom, a young woman known as Jessie, is the spirit and should be left alone. The spirit is known to have some poltergeist abilities, and there are stories about her turning on and off lights, letting a dog out at night, and setting up a pool table with beer bottles. It's so cool how, like, in the 1900s, how... This streetsville, where I go to in the summertime, once in a blue moon, how it actually looked like in the 1900s. Oh, I love when they renovate, like, places to look like 
you know, yeah, how it did when it was first built. Wow, like, now like they have a huge, so they cool. have like a photo on this site, um, on insaga.com from 1900, and it's like horse carriages, people all dressed up in suits, and now it's just like it's now it's like futuristic, it's just like cars and no one really walking there. <laughs> like, it's weird, so weird. <laughs> Are there any like Canada monsters? Like, what is Let that? Me pull a that beaver? up quickly. <laughs> Canada monsters. Imagine I know, a eh? beaver. That is really funny. <laughs> Eight mythical Canadian monsters. Let me pull this up right now. Let's see what this has to offer. Oh, weird! It's bringing me to some like weird website. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a haunted ha- ghost that's but I know trading your internet. Hold on, haunted. It's most, like <laughs> okay, most haunted places in Toronto. You get a haunted yeah, just virus. by typing this <laughs> on my tablet. Okay, I want something. Your your malware software <laughs> just gets no. Thank you. Don't say that. Okay, so here we go. Old City Hall. <laughs> Old City Hall, it should come as no surprise that this building dating back to the turn of the 20th century is allegedly haunted. The last two men sentenced to capital punishment in Toronto back in the 1962 reportedly haunt courtroom 33. Interesting. Um, I believe, yes, most subway stations in Toronto, I believe, are probably haunted late at night time. Because um, the subway station in Toronto closes at 2 a.m., but probably after hours. A lot of creepy stuff goes on. Um, We have a station called Lower Bay Station. So you might recognize this literally ghost station from movies and TV shows, but it hasn't been used for regular service since 1966. Oh, wow. So it's actually been shut down for like 40 years. Since then, multiple transit employees have reported seeing a lady in red with no eyes and no feet on the platform beneath Bay Station. Whoa. Imagine working. <laughs> and you see a lady in red just like, oh, hello. Yeah, that oh, is man, where are your eyes? <laughs> I don't think I would go back to work the next day for that. Um, then we got the Dawn Jail. <laughs> This old lockup has a horrifying history of inhumane conditions and public hanging. A total of 34 people were executed here between 1908 and 1962, some of whom are still believed to haunt the jail today. Spookier still, human remains were found on the site just 10 years ago. Okay, that is really <gasps> creepy if that was only oh. 10 years ago. <laughs> Yeah, that's like a, only yeah, a decade ago. That's not long ago. Um, then you got the University College. Yeah, this is down. This is University of Toronto. Legend has it that the Stones Minson Paul Diablo's murder, his colleague Ivan, I can't pronounce his last name. It's wow, what the heck is that? Over a woman while constructing his landmark in the 1850s. <laughs> His bones were discovered on campus decades later after a fire, except for his skull, which was never found. 
Then we got the old Finch Bridge. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, yeah. So that if you ever come to Toronto, the Algon and Winter Garden Theater is located right in the heart of downtown Toronto. So that's like where everything is. Restaurants, theaters, um, major, major like corporate buildings. It's right in the heart of downtown. Algon and Winter. Winter Garden Theater. You may not see the Phantom of the Opera here unless he's being played by an actor on stage, but theater employees have seen many shadowy figures here over the years. Some volunteers are said to have once contacted a dead trombone player through a Ouija board. Whoa. That's crazy. That is nuts. What the heck? Yeah. When Canada has a dark side. And I'm going to finish this off. Hold on. No, actually, there's two, three. Okay, let me go through the next three because they're actually interesting because I've been to all three before. St. Michael's Hospital. Founded in 1892, this hospital is thought to be haunted by the ghost of Sister Vicenza, a nurse who supervised the obstetrix wing for 28 years. She's been spotted most often on the seventh floor of the hospital's former maternity ward, dressed in white and without a face. Whoa. Okay, that is really creepy. Yeah, hospitals, like mm-hmm, when they're abandoned mm-hmm. and stuff, it's always creepy. Because you always expect people to be there. So when it's abandoned, yeah, you're this like, one's Whoa, an interesting one. So Humber College, Lakeshore Campus. This is not even that far from me. This is only like 25 minutes away from where I reside. (laughs) This is creepy. Long before they were filled with students, these pretty grounds were home to the mimical insane asylum where patients were forced to work for free and bury each other's bodies in the hospital cemetery. Ghosts have been seen in underground tunnels across the campus. Whoa. And then this one here is called the Mackenzie House. This is also located in the heart of downtown Toronto. This city-operated historic site just steps from the busy Young and Dundas Square. So Young and Dundas Square is pretty much like a smaller version than the New York Square. Is where William Leon Mackenzie died. Toronto's first mayor reportedly passed away in a bedroom on the second floor of this unassuming house in 1861. Now his ghost plays piano at night. There you have it. (laughs) So if you want to continue reading and finding cool stories, (laughs) just go on blogto.com. Yeah, I'll like read these stories and I'll like (laughs) hear a whisper in my ear like a Canadian voice. Sorry, you want some poutine? poutine? I love poutine. (laughs) oh my gosh i have so many canadian friends and um you know always talk about poutine like well canadian that's a thing bacon, we have like literally ham uh poutine and mac and cheese festivals that happen here in toronto and the creations that these creators come up with really are so unique like there's so many different kinds of poutines that you can have they're so good. Montreal has Montreal, Quebec has the best poutine though in Canada. Oh 
Well, are there like different varieties? Because I know where I used to work, we yeah. made poutine, but it was like French fries, gravy. You were making me hungry. Cheese. It was really good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. Know, I'm, I After we're done like recording, or I may just order myself well. some poutine. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what inventions have you seen for poutine, though? Like, what are some crazy things? Oh, gosh. Well, I don't... Okay. I had it, like, sometimes, but, like, like in my area, at least, it's not, you know... It's kind of rare, because in my area, it's, like, hamburgers. We got yeah. ribs. Yeah. We got uh, fried chicken. We're like meat. So, you know, um, where I worked, you know, having poutine, that was pretty new to me. Is there like different there's, types? Well, like, there's different names. There's like, um, there? I'm just trying to pull this up here. Different. Because every time I go to like these places, they all make different poutine. And I don't really know which one to order. And I'm like just looking at the menu for like half an hour. I'm like, okay, I gotta make a decision right now. It's already been 30 minutes. <laughs> Cause every <laughs> Yeah. You're looking at the door down like, and you're like, every time I, I'm I'm craving something, they have so many different things to order off the menu on these different places here. Eleven different eleven delicious poutine recipes to make at home. That's not a bad. There's um, authentic Canadian poutine. So what is what is this? This is um, probably does it have maple syrup in it? Has um, <laughs> so in this version, the potatoes are soaked in beer instead of being rinsed in water, and the gravy contains beer of Canadian beer, of course. Yeah, you're right. There is a maple bacon poutine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Canadian. I knew it. <laughs> There's also oh, oven fried poutine with mushroom gravy. Okay. Cheesy avocado bacon poutine. Then you have your sweet potato poutine, vegetarian poutine, duck poutine. Oh. Um, Greek style duck? poutine. Huh. Poutine pizza. That sounds good. I wonder what. what the... This has home-style treat with roast beef with mozzarella with this poutine pizza, a recipe from food.com, or you can cut the overall prep and bake, and bake time in half spoon, which specializes in quick and simple recipes for college students. <laughs> yeah, but I'll be more than glad to just order it off Uber Eats or DoorDash or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your finest poutine. So. Yeah, I know for me, I'm not a picky eater, and that really sucks when people are like, oh, where do you want to eat? And I'm well, like, that's the thing. When I go pick, out I for a drive, I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm always <laughs> passing through um, Burger King, McDonald's. We have a Canadian chain called Harvey's here. Then we have A&W. Okay, A&W, honestly, I love A&W over McDonald's. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I wanted like support local small businesses. So I'm, like this morning, 
I really couldn't find like a local small business to get my breakfast because those, a lot of those places are in dining spots. They don't really do takeout breakfast. So I had to resort to McDonald's because I was just so hungry this morning. And I'm like, you know what? McDonald's is right here. Burger King breakfast. I don't really know how good that is. And I don't know where the closest A&W is for breakfast, even though I would choose A&W over McDonald's breakfast. But anyhow, McDonald's is just everywhere. So when you're hungry, it just (laughs) the first thing that pops into your mind is McDonald's. And that's what gets you. <laughs> that's how they get you. Well, I had that. Listen, that's exactly the breakfast what I ordered burritos, today. I always for the get first it, time in so good. long, and they were so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are. I know. You're that's trying the to, thing. You're trying to diss McDonald's. I'm and trying to support like, small good. local businesses, and here I am, like, going to McDonald's because... I don't see anything else open. <laughs> and I have to resort to McDonald's. You know, you you have some weekends where you just don't feel like cooking brunch. And you're like, okay, I'm just going to go out for a drive, see what's open. But here, anyhow, a lot of these local businesses, they're mainly like in dining, especially the all-day all breakfast places or breakfast play, brunch places from like 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., they're, it's in dining. They don't do takeout. So. Yeah, I haven't been out that much, though. The food that I really want to eat, actually. I love like, Texas right Roadhouse. Now, actually, you have Texas, Texas Roadhouse, Roadhouse. A, a place called Lone Star. Texas Lone Star, is that the one? Yeah. The bread yeah. rolls are divine. Wow. It's well, so good. I honestly do the one of the most things I miss about going to America is the food. Cause you guys have so many local small business restaurants there. And that like every restaurant has its own creations. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about the American food there. The style. Your guys' style is so different. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't but know what calories. I mean, honest, to be honest. I just know it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> and also you guys have in all states I believe you guys have happy hour I think so yeah I mean I wouldn't know but like I remember I went to this one it was like an Irish restaurant and like they have like the menus and all that but yeah I think like in most restaurants yeah I'm thinking like um, yeah, Buffalo yeah. Wild Wings and all like those kind of well, places I, they have it. Plus, here too, we get like all these American TV uh, food shows on the Food Network here, and we get to see a lot of the creations and a lot of the festivals, the food festivals that mm-hmm. go on. And they're just oh my gosh! As soon as I see one on TV or somebody has it on TV, I I, I get hungry. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh god, you just want it's to be a good there, thing be though, the food I mean, It's it's not good for your health to be eating all that crap. I would say. <laughs> so I, I, yeah, I don't try and eat out. You enjoy too, it at too that much. moment. <laughs> I'm more of like a homemade cooker type of person. 
Yeah, well, yeah. it was lovely talking to you. I might post this episode today. I I, I rarely edit too. that. This was we talked about a lot of things. I had a lot of great, fun. Um, discussion with you, and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do some shout outs if, if you don't mind. <laughs> and Yeah. So, um, oh my again, gosh, I'm yes. Andy G Dude, from Luther cool. Days Cast. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, this was such a great time discussing various topics here and there. It was a lot of fun. If uh, Go check out um, General Public <laughs> Podcast. You can find him on uh, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, my um, Podbean, I believe so too. And uh, you can also check out um, Profile Pod TV on YouTube. And there's also the Hipster Mom. Also on um, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, there's just so many podcasts out there. So it's so many, so many different uh, shout outs I do on each episode yes. as well. <laughs> and I'm also on um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts too. So thank you for um, inviting me on the Chaotic Neutral Podcast. Yeah, it no was problem. lovely talking to you. And Sounds I'll great. You know when this I'll uh, have a drink to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I, are you are you gonna All stay right. on after? <laughs> are you gonna go on? Um. Oh, okay, okay. I'll be on Discord. Yeah, I'm I'm doing my nails curly right now. Yeah, I'll go on Discord tonight. <laughs> I mean, there's I don't know if you're Let's aware go. there's a the UFC fight. You're probably not in interest of that, though. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I'll be uh, popping off on <laughs> Discord tonight. But yeah, that was a lot of fun, by the way. Thank you for that. Yeah, we'll talk soon. Take care. Bye. You're welcome. And now more straight talk from Straight Talk. The big wireless companies say they're the only way to get the best coverage. Because they've got like a kajillion cell towers? Something like that. But Straight Talk Wireless runs on those same towers, so you get the same great networks for up to 50% less. I wonder if they're counting that one in Kickapoo, Kansas. Oh boy. Switch today and get our unlimited plan for just 45 bucks a month with 25 gigs at high speeds and no contract. Straight Talk Wireless, only at Walmart. Savings may vary. See straighttalk.com. Yo, chicken so crispy, sauce so sweet, Del Tacos, your tacos make crispy leaves. A crispy chicken taco with honey and mango, Del, you make my heart go bang, 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 honey, honey, mango. Only one dollar for me to savor, I'm in love with honey mango, baby. Slide into Del Taco for the honey mango crispy chicken taco. Del Taco's newest crispy chicken taco is just one dollar. Price and participation may vary.